It's the football, 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 and sometimes other sports show. Here's your host, AJ Nicoletti. What up? FFFSOSS.com. At FFFSOSS. Twitter, Instagram, Twitter, TV, slash AJ3. Merry Christmas, everybody. Happy holidays. A Christmas pod. Because uh, we will be recording a pod on Christmas night. I just realized that the other day when I was looking at the schedule. I was like, wait a second. Mondays. Oh. Oh, so we'll have a show out on um, Christmas, uh, Boxing Day, the 26th, as they say, because got a lot to talk about. So that's what the plan will be. So this show coming out Thursday, the 21st. Next show that will come out is the 26th. It makes this one the Christmas show. So Merry Christmas, everybody. Happy holidays. Hopefully your holiday season is going pretty good. Um, And you get to enjoy some time with family and um as you know, if you're listening to this show, it's about sports as well. So, sports over the holidays, get everybody together. That's that's the best part for me. So, um, big show on this Thursday edition of the Power. We're going to do some NFL headlines, NFL Week 16 preview, some college football bowls to talk about, midweek soccer recap, weekend soccer preview, some college basketball, and Sarai Pulox, and pick six coming off 3 and 0 Sarai Pulox, 5 and 1 in pick six, and pick six. I'm doing something I've never done. I'm doing something unprecedented. So you got to tune in to the end of the show for the pick six because it is something I don't know if anyone has ever done before. That's a tease, folks. All right. So uh, on the show, this Thursday, NFL headlines, NFL week 16 preview, college football, bowl season, midweek soccer recap, weekend soccer preview, college basketball, sorry, pool locks. Pick six. Again, Merry Christmas, everybody. Happy holidays to whatever you're celebrating. Um, great time of the year. Great time of the year. All right, kick it off. NFL headlines. Do some jump around the league here. Uh, a lot of quarterbacks to talk about for sure. And we'll start here with the Jets have activated Aaron Rodgers, but have said that he's not going to play. And again, to what I really talked about with this whole Jet season even going back to the flirtation with Rodgers when he said on McAfee that he was he wanted to come to the Jets. And I said, listen, like, let's temper expectations here. Like, the history of the Jets, this doesn't end well. And it didn't take long in that first game to really, you know, show that, right, with Rodgers getting hurt and basically being out for the season. So I talked about when that happened, everybody's got to chill out, Jet fans, People talking about the Jets, you know, the pundits, if you will, the analysts. Because it's not a team that Zach Wilson's ready to take over for and just win games with. This team is built to win now with Aaron Rodgers. They're not built to have Zach Wilson develop with them and hopefully win some games. So that obviously didn't happen because people just immediately projected onto Wilson that it's all his fault, which... You could say he's not capable. He can't be an NFL. I I think the jury for me is still out on Zach Wilson. I think he can play. Now, do a lot of the circumstances have to be nearly perfect for him to play as of right now? Yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, that's that's fair. I can't I can't knock that. That's a fair that's a fair knock. I guess you could say. But again, he was thrusted into this with Rodgers getting hurt. 
and they didn't win enough games where at this point of the season where Rodgers could possibly come back with them practicing and all that kind of stuff, they weren't in a position where, hey, win our last four games or we're in or win three out of four, we're in to, to get Rodgers back. So I think it's, unfortunately, it's a wash of a season and it really, even though they won that game against Buffalo on opening on that Monday night, which you got to give them credit for. It almost hurt them because if they lose that game, maybe everybody chills out and like, okay. But instead, they won that game with Wilson and everybody got fired up, which, hey, what are you going to do? So, Jets activate Rodgers. He's not going to play. And I know there's a lot of people like weeks ago that's like, he's not going to play, calling their shot. Like, I think if the Jets were in this, he would come back and play. And I think because they're not in this, he's not going to come back and play. Like, I truly believe that. Like, I, I understand people could knock it. People could be like, no, he was never going to play. It's insane what's going what's happening. Fair. But if he was never going to play, why is he even practicing? You know what I mean? If he was never going to play, if it didn't have a chance, why is he practicing? Why did he rehab so hard? Like, I truly believe if the Jets were in this thing, in the AFC, whether that's in the division or just in the wild card picture, I truly believe Rodgers would have got his way back into this lineup for this team to play quarterback down the stretch and possibly into the postseason. Because look at what he's done. The rehab has gone crazy. He's practicing. That's insane. This guy tore his... <laughs> tore his whole leg up on a week one, and he's practicing. So, listen, I I get that people can you know do their parade, and I'm not the biggest Rodgers guy. Everybody knows that he killed my team for years. I respected him, and I thought he's a great quarterback. But I I always kind of didn't love his attitude or whatever. But hey, he can do whatever he wants. He's a Super Bowl champ. He's an all time quarterback. So, yeah, that's on me more than it is on him. However, all that being said. I don't like people taking victory laps being like, he was never going to play. <sighs> if this season went a little differently for the Jets when he was out with Wilson, I think Rodgers comes back in place. Now, that's obviously hypothetical. and We could argue about that for days, but it is what it is. All right. Speaking of Wilson, him, CJ Stroud, and Trevor Lawrence, as of this recording of the show for Thursday, uh, Wednesday night here, a little behind the scenes, Stroud, Lawrence, and Wilson are still in concussion protocol. So, more than likely, you're going to get Davis Mills for the Texans in a big spot. You're going to get Beth Hart again for Lawrence in a big spot. And you're going to get Trevor Simeon for the Jets. And that's not a big spot, as we know. They're playing Washington. Who cares? But it's still, like, Wilson's trying to put out good tape. He's trying to develop. He's trying to get better as a player. Everybody knows that. But him being in the protocol really hurts. But for Shroud and Lawrence... With those two teams basically fighting for that AFC South, um, with the Jags ahead, obviously, but the Texans are still in this thing with a few games left. Missing those quarterbacks is really big because Stroud has shown you that he has the ability just in this first year to kind of take over. And 
win games and make plays in big spots. And some quarterbacks can do that, and some quarterbacks can't. And he's one of the guys that can, as is Trevor Lawrence, as we know. So those two guys missing for their teams, I think that's really tough. You can go across the league. There's so many injuries at quarterback, but to get one so late in the season when you need these games to even talk about the postseason or having success in the postseason, like, it's brutal. It's brutal. So Stroud, Lawrence, Wilson, still in the protocol as of Wednesday, as uh, practice report. Go to the Falcons now. Get to their quarterback situation in a second. But Arthur Blank basically asked about Arthur Smith. Is he around next season? What's his job security like? And Arthur Blank, you know, put it to him that nothing's really, you know, let's see how the season plays out. And I think that's kind of a challenge to the Falcons Hey, do you want this guy still around? Because as an owner, I could see Arthur Blank, who's been a good owner. He's got that stadium. I think a lot of people are very happy with what he's done in the Atlanta community with that Falcons uh, franchise. So I, I do believe that Blank has the finger, the, the pulse of the fan base, you know? So when he says, we'll see how the season plays out, I think he's putting it up to the players and saying, okay, if you want this guy to stick around and be your head coach, go out there and win these games and show me that you're playing for him. And if not, and if we lose these games, or we, you know, use the keyword, if we quit down the stretch of this thing, well, so be it. Arthur Smith's gone. So with that being said, Smith has made the change to quarterback that I wish and I really truly thought was going to be the start of the season with Heineke signing in Atlanta. Being like, Heineke just signed and won that job. Heineke might have just won that job by signing there. I truly believe that. And instead, it was Ritter. Uh, maybe that was from upstairs. Who knows? But it was Ritter instead of Heineke. And now Smith going to Heineke with three games left. And where does that leave you with Ritter? I'm sure a lot of Falcons fans are like, good, see ya. And they can evaluate Heineke and see what happens here. Because... There were some moments early in the season when they did go to Heineke that I was like, hey, okay, how about this Atlanta offense? But then they struggled in a couple games, and then they got hurt. So uh, that's the news out of Atlanta. They're going to Heineke instead of Ritter down the stretch here, and Arthur Blank says we're going to see how the season plays out when he asks about uh, when he was asked about Arthur Smith, the head coach. So uh, that's the quarterback in Atlanta. How about we talked about one New York quarterback. Or actually, we talked about two New York quarterbacks, the Jet quarterbacks with Rodgers and Wilson. How about that giant quarterback? It's Tommy DeVito, and I just want to give Tommy DeVito some credit. I I think this kid has made a lot of good decisions so far in taking over uh, for Taylor and Jones in, in the giant backfield. The decision to go while the negotiation was happening between the pizza place and his knucklehead agent to just show up and do right by the pizza place that's a really good job by Tommy DeVito. I got to give that kid a lot of credit. That shows a lot of maturity for me. That shows a lot of um, a lot of wherewithal, a lot of awareness, a lot of, and it seems like he's a kid that gets it because that was a story that was, I don't want to say, it was taken away from some of his shine in the sense of the the positivity. The, the good play that he's been having and those wins. 
And it was being talked about instead about, oh, the VO's agent has raised the thing. He doubled the price 10K because he's the starter now. Like, hmm. I don't know. I, 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 for me, I get where DeVito and that knucklehead agent are coming from. And shout out McShay for McShay being like, this guy's haunted me my whole life because he beat him in the, in the playoffs. Or he beat him in the regular season and keep him out of the Super Bowl in Massachusetts when they were in high school. Shout out Swamp Scott. Shout out McShay. Shout out Elio. Shout out Portnoy. Um, and Cousin Mike and Cousin Linda and Cousin Murray. All right. Uh, that's enough shout-outs. Anyway, uh, DeVito made good. Shows up to the pizza place. I think maybe for free, if not the original f uh, price, which either way is good. I, I hope he didn't take the 10K. He doesn't need the 10K right now. I, I understand he's going to need the 10K somewhere along the line because he's not going to get a $50 million contract. But right now, I don't know if he needs that extra 10K. I think he's doing a good job. So I just want to give some credit to Tommy DeVito because obviously we've knocked him on this show because uh, he's taken over as a giant third string, people making fun of him. I don't necessarily make fun of him for all the off-the-field stuff. You know, I'm knocking him for a couple throws here and there, a couple plays, but I thought he's done well. I thought he's done well. This New Orleans game was a struggle, but I think they will play better. <laughs> Going down the stretch. So, DeVito wanted to give him his due, give him his credit because his knucklehead agent screwing up, uh, giving him some bad press. Instead, he does some good press and uh, make good. So, that was a good job by Tommy DeVito. All right, let's get into our NFL Week 16 preview. Thursday night, New Orleans and L.A., the Rams in SoFi. This is an interesting matchup. I think it's two teams that New Orleans has a good defense and the Rams, I think, have a little bit of an underrated defense. And two offenses that, if they're clicking, can certainly put up their share of points and get it going and and throw up in the high 20s and get into the 30s and, you know, score some points. You know, with Stafford, Cooper Cup, Nakua, you know, Kyle Williams is running the football effectively. They're going offensively. And then you look at the other side with New Orleans and – if Carr is on time, Olave looks like he's going to play. It doesn't seem like Mike Thomas is back yet from IR. But um, Olave, Shahid, Taysom Hill, obviously Kamara, not only in the run game but the pass game, is it just a, a weapon for that team and that offense. So I think it's two offenses that could get hot, but I think they're going up against two defenses that – Obviously, New Orleans gets some play because that's why they're in, you know, the spot that they're in in their uh, in the division race because the offense has been a little stagnant here and there, inconsistent. But the Ram offense gets to play, not really the defense anymore. So, um, I think it's going to be in the teens, low twenties. I think this is a Rams win at home. I don't want to say they were looking ahead. To a Saints team, you know what I mean? But this is a game where possibly an NFC South second place team could be in the hunt for a wild card. But you have the Rams who are looking to solidify themselves in that hunt and get themselves into the wild card. I like the Rams at home. I, I think both these teams, I believe I picked New Orleans to win their division. I picked the Rams to come in second in the West. So give me the Rams. All right, Saturday, you got a doubleheader, Cincinnati and Pittsburgh. Kenny Pickett is practicing, but it's still probably going to be Mitch, which 
is bad. Uh, Cincinnati coming off the comeback against Minnesota. Browning made it his revenge game. He says he kind of regrets that. I understand where he's coming from there. Um, you know, proving it's a, a team that cut you, all that kind of stuff. I get where he's coming from. So uh, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, you know, come at him for that. Now, this is a, a tough game. This is a AFC North slugfest because it's not Burrow versus Kenny. Not that Kenny can light it up that much, but Burrow can, as we know. So, Browning against Mitch. I think it's going to be a run the ball, control the clock, don't let the other team score and get it out of hand. Try to keep it within a touchdown, keep it within a field goal game. I see this game being tied for the majority of the game, or, or, or one score, field goal score. And I think, boy, if they had Kenny, I'd love Pittsburgh in this spot. But I just don't think Mitch makes any plays. I really don't. I think it's very difficult for the Steelers. And it's it, to be fair, it's difficult with Kenny, but at least Kenny's the starter, and he's been in these games where it's been one possession the whole game, and then he finally makes some plays down the stretch, and you're like, there's the guy we've been looking for. Um... All that being said, I think it's a low-scoring Cincinnati Bengals victory on Saturday afternoon. The night game, exclusively on Peacock, so so many people are going to get pissed. I don't blame them. Was um was this Buffalo Miami last year? Was the Peacock game on a on a Saturday night? I believe it was. So you got that going on. Uh, Buffalo needed to beat the Cowboys. They 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 made a statement. Give them credit. Now they got to go across the country and. If this Charger team was a good team, I would say, okay, maybe they got a shot with Herbert and the guys that they have, the talent. But this team, the last time we saw the Chargers, they got they just quit on their coach to get him fired um, in prime time. And I know they've had... It's not extra rest. Well, it is, I guess, a little bit, even though it's on Saturday. They're playing. Buffalo needs the game bad. The Chargers with stick are terrible. I'm not trying to knock the kid. He's a, he's a nice kid. Great story. He's not an NFL quarterback. I'm sorry. So, you're figuring that out right now if you're a Charger fan. <laughs> like, we need a backup uh, in the worst way. So... Buffalo, I don't think it's a high-scoring game because I don't think the Chargers can score, even though you know they had some points last week. It was a lot of busted plays in a game that was already over. They didn't score until it was 49-7, right? Yeah, I was thinking it was 49-0 in the second half before they scored. So I don't know how much the Chargers are going to score. Now, I understand they could be giving up a lot of points, but I think the Bills have found a little bit in this run game. Clock is going to be running. And Bills don't have to run it up like they did against the Cowboys because they needed a statement win against the Cowboys. All right, let's go to Sunday's games, Christmas Eve. Seattle and Tennessee, it would be Drew Locke if Geno can't go again, which I think Seattle has some confidence in Drew Locke after what he did uh, against the Eagles on Monday night in a big spot at home. So Seahawks go on the road. They go to Tennessee now. Titans are a weird team. Levis shows you something, then you look at him and you're like, what the hell was that? The next series, uh, Derrick Henry's frustrated with his role in the offense, which is crazy because you think just like to help a rookie quarterback, you just give the ball to one of the best running backs of this era. 
Uh, but he's frustrated with his role. I understand where he's coming from. Um, they've had injuries. Simmons is great on defense. You know I love Vrabel. Um, but I think Seattle has found a little bit. Defensively, they're making plays in that secondary again. Uh, between Witherspoon and Love, they've been excellent on that back end. And I'm going to take Seattle to get a road win. Indianapolis and Atlanta up next. Heineke in for Ritter. Indy has been, you know, a, a bad team that's entertaining, whether that's they're getting killed or they're just scoring a lot of points and shootouts, whatever it may be. Um, but I like Atlanta somehow in this spot for some reason, coming off the bad loss that they shouldn't have lost away to Carolina. I think they bounce back. Indy is not a good football team. I don't love the coach. Um, and Minshew's a nice backup, but come on, what are we doing here? And with Taylor, it's still kind of questionable when they want him back and then his moss banged up, so who's running the ball for the Colts? I think that's, a, that's an interesting point that you got to think about. So, I don't know, give me Atlanta. Tight game. Cleveland and Houston could be Flacco versus Mills because, again, Shroud is not out of the protocol yet. Listen, if C.J. Shroud can go in this game, I love Houston. I, I love Houston. I think Shroud is the difference maker for that team. He is a playmaker. He's a guy that gets you over the line. He's a guy that, uh, in a big spot, can convert that third down with his legs if he has to, but he's always looking for the big play downfield. And I know they've had their injuries, but Cleveland has had so many injuries. Flacco... And the Brown offense has been escaping with some horrid performances. They've been getting some wins. I mean, what did he throw? Three picks last week? So, come on. Um, so, if Stroud can go, give me Houston. And even if Stroud can't go, I think Houston hangs around. They have a shot to win the game, even if he can't play. But then, you know, Cleveland's got to win that game. All right, Green Bay, Carolina up next. Carolina's not a good football team, but if you let them hang around and their defense gets stops and believes in themselves and forces some turnovers, like at some point, Bryce Young in that offense is going to do something to either get in field goal range a couple times or actually get in the end zone. So Packers have to go to Carolina and put the Panthers away early. If you let the Panthers hang around, that's how they can be in a game. That's how they could possibly you know, win a game uh, like we saw with the the Falcons last week where they're, the Falcons are probably kicking themselves all the way back to Atlanta after that loss because they should have buried them. They should have buried them, and they didn't. So Green Bay, learn from that. Go out there. Be up 17 nothing after the first quarter. You know, be score your score a touchdown, get a stop. Score a touchdown, get a stop, and then see get a field goal or get a touchdown, in the, and then 17 nothing, 21 nothing. Like, that game's over. You know, that team is not capable of scoring – into the 20s. They're just not. So if you could do that early in the game, demoralize the fans, even though they're already probably demoralized, and I'm sure there's going to be a lot of Packer fans anyway, to be fair. Because um, I'm sure if you're a Packer fan in that area, that's one of the only games you can go to, right? So I think the Packers are going to travel. I think the Packers are going to win that game. Love, bounce back. Uh, give me the Packers. Washington and New York Football Jets. It's Howell most likely is going to start for the Commanders, even though he got pulled uh, for Brissett last game against the Rams in L.A. Wilson again in protocol. Jets not going to Rodgers, so it's possibly Simeon, which would be 
Oh, boy. Um, I don't know how there's going to be points in this game. I, I really don't. It's, um, it's not like both defenses are great either. It's just the Jet offense is really bad. Um, and the commander offense isn't anything to sneeze at either, to be fair. So I think it's a low-scoring game. I don't know how the Jets are favorite, but then again, the commanders can't be a favorite to anyone either, so somebody's got to be a favorite in this game, I guess. It's only three, so you give three points to the home team, so it's a pick them at a neutral field. If it was in Washington, Washington would be favorite. I understand that. That's fine. Um, so I, I just... It's a weird game. I'll give it to Washington. Howell's better than Wilson right now, even though Howell's like atrocious at some point throwing picks. Uh, next up, Detroit and Minnesota. It'll be Mullins again for the Vikings, even though he threw two horrendous interceptions. Lions are a good team. Uh, when they're rolling, when they look right with Montgomery and Gibbs, and then Goff can play, uh, we can do play action off those two running. Laporta has been excellent coming in uh, the draft pick. St. Brown hasn't been in the end zone recently. If I'm not oh, no, he was last week. I, I didn't bet on him last week. I bet on him the week before, of course. Um, but they got players on that offense. Defensively, I know they've had some injuries, but Hutchinson is a beast. Anzalone is everywhere on that defense. They got a lot of playmakers on that side of the ball. Minnesota, to me, is a team that I, I understand a lot of people like O'Connell. I was never the big of a fan, and maybe it's just the fit with Minnesota and Cousins and all that because I just – I never trust Minnesota in a big spot ever. I just don't. I can't do it. I can't do it to myself. I just will never do it. Detroit on the road. Crowd will be up for sure, but it's not like they're going to Lambeau. It's not like they're going to Soldier Field. This is a dome team in this division going to the other dome team in this division. So give me Detroit. Jacksonville and Tampa – if it's Trevor Lawrence, I think the Jags almost have to win this game. If it's not, I can understand them losing it. Now, Tampa at times has played some really good ball this season. And you've watched them with Bake and him finding Evans and him finding Godwin and them running the ball a little bit with White and then defensively uh, they're making some plays in the backfield. If Lawrence can go, I'm leaning Jags. But if he can't go, give me Tampa at home. I love Bake. You know I love Bake. Arizona-Chicago, what a horrendous game this is. Um, but this could be two bad teams that score, so I'm staying away from this one, to be fair, because if I take it over here and the game is 3 nothing, I'm going to scream. So I'm not going to take it over and have it be 45-42. You know what I'm saying? One of those bad, one of those games between bad teams where they just score a million points. So hopefully it's not this game. So I'll tell you what. Arizona's really bad. The coach is not good. Neither is the Chicago coach. Do I take Murray or Fields here? I guess I'll take Fields. Play more games. Here's a big one. Cowboys and Dolphins in Miami. And I just want to make this clear. This game, the result is neither indicative of like either team being like a Super Bowl winning team or like a fraud. I think it's a good measuring stick game from teams in either conference. And I understand the Cowboy narrative of they can't do it on the road against a good team. Like, they've only played three good teams on the road <laughs> out of seven. 
That's not necessarily their fault. Okay. Now, did they lose those three games? Yeah, they did. So they probably should have beat the, the beat the Eagles in that game. They didn't. Fine. And the Dolphins have been really good at home, but they haven't been great on the road either. And I'm sure a lot of people calling them fraud. Like I don't. It's gonna be. A, I think it's gonna be a good football game. I do. I think it's a lot of talented players on both sides of the ball for both teams. I think there's a lot of interesting, fun matchups. Um, I think. With the Dolphins smushing the Jets thirty to nothing last week and probably feeling themselves and thinking, okay, like we got we're ready for this game and the Cowboys getting absolutely dog walked by the Bills. Everybody's gonna be leaning towards Dolphins winning this game. So I guess I'll just back the Cowboys because I think everybody's gonna be on the Dolphins because the narrative is just so that the Cowboys can't win on the road. So maybe they actually would do win on the road. So give me the Cowboys. And it is a homer pick. Fine. I'm not picking against my team in a big spot. Shut up. Uh, Pats and Broncos Christmas Eve night with Santa making the rounds in the fourth quarter. Some, some places across the country, I'm sure. And the globe. Listen, Denver probably shouldn't be favored to anybody, but new England's really bad. And I know with Zappy, they're feeling themselves. They beat the Steelers. Right. And then, you know, they're all excited they get that big win. You're thinking Zappy Magic, all that kind of nonsense. I don't know. For me, then they, you know, they're in the game against the Chiefs and they lose it. Denver stink. Like I don't care. I still don't care. I don't care what anyone says about the Denver Broncos. I don't think they're a good football team. I really don't. I'm sorry. Having said that, they're probably going to win the football game because New England's bad. All right. Christmas uh, Day triple header. You got Vegas and Kansas City in the 1 o'clock spot. Listen, Kansas City, their defense is really, really good. Offensively, Mahomes is having his fits with the wide receivers. I mean, Tony has cost them. I mean, he's cost him stats, personally. He's also cost them a win, possibly. And I'm sure he's cost him a bunch of other things. So if Kansas City gets that wide receiver room at least checked in, at least on the same page, at least making some plays and not costing the team plays, um, they'll be fine. And you can see them in the Super Bowl, certainly. But it might be their defense that carries them, not the Mahomes crazy led offense. Now, Vegas coming off one of the best halves I think you'll ever see in the modern game of football. The what they did to the Los Angeles Chargers on Thursday night between the turnovers, between the efficiency on offense. I mean, I don't think you'll ever see a half like that again. Having said that, I think that was their big showing for the year to end uh, Staley's tenure as a Charger coach. I think they were fired up for that, to be fair. And I I, I know they'll be motivated to play this game. I'm not saying that Antonio Pierce can't get them up to play this game, but they're not as good as a football team as the Chiefs. So give me the Chiefs. Giants and Eagles in Philly. If the Giants are going to win a game, I think it would be the game at home uh, just because the Eagles have already lost at MetLife this year. So they could possibly lose there again. Maybe bad omen, bad vibes, whatever you want to call it. But Eagles, the losing streak has to get snapped at some point. Giants come in. I think they take care of business. The Eagles do. I think the Giants play a little bit better than last week. But that's still probably not enough to win the football game. So give me the Eagles then. 
We got Monday night, Baltimore, San Francisco. A lot of people saying possible Super Bowl, which I wouldn't be shocked by because the Ravens could be the last team standing in the AFC, even though I don't trust them in the postseason. I'm not going to pick them to win the AFC, that's for sure. Uh, I'll pick against them in every playoff game, as we know. But all that being said in this game, I think they'll travel. Uh, I think they'll play the game tough. But the Niners, with those guys healthy, they are a great football team. And they're a good football team without them, but they are. They're the best team in the league when they're healthy, when they're firing on all cylinders. Everybody else is, you know, best of the best. If you line up for 60 minutes and every team plays the best they can possibly play for 60 minutes, the Niners' best game wins out because they're the best team. So I think Baltimore plays well. I think it's a good football game. I don't think it's a blowout either way. And I think the Niners win a close game, an exciting game, an interesting game uh, to cap off this week 16. All right, a uh, few college football bowls. You got the Boca Raton Bowl is South Florida and Syracuse. You got the Gasparilla Bowl, which is Georgia Tech, UCF. Georgia Tech in a bowl, good for them. And then you got the Las Vegas Bowl, which is Utah Northwestern. Utah, not a great season. Northwestern, after what happened in the summer, um, to get to a bowl game, uh, that's a hell of a job. That's a hell of a job in Evanston by the, the holdovers, the leftovers there for that Northwestern team. Give them a lot of credit. All right, let's go to footy. Champions League draw React here. You got Rebel Leipzig and Real Madrid, which is an interesting matchup. Uh, but Madrid should have their way there. Copenhagen gets out of a group with Munich and Manchester United only to get paired with Manchester City. So that's tough. You got to feel for uh, the Danes there. They beat Manchester Red. Can they beat Manchester Blue? You know, possibly. Possibly. It's going to be a tough ask. Lazio Munich could be very interesting. Lazio could make that first leg KG in Rome and make it all to play for in that second leg when they go back to Munich. PSG Real Sociedad. Now, I understand a lot of people are saying, all right, PSG finally got an okay draw in the round of 16. They should get to a quarterfinal finally, you know, and, and possibly make a run. Well, hold on a second. Real Sociedad has been a very, very good team, and they can be KG over two legs. They have some history in these type of competitions. So uh, that one's interesting. You got PSV against Dortmund, which you would think Dortmund has enough there to get through that, but PSV could have a uh, an upset. Inter Atletico, the Cholo, uh, Diego Simeone ball. Um, listen, that could get really, really cagey. That could get that could be red card city in the first leg, and then even holdovers in the second. Like I could that game. By the time it's all over. We could have two, you know, 10v10s, 10v9 games in those two legs. I wouldn't be shocked. Uh, Napoli and Barcelona. Barcelona have to get through. I know Napoli hasn't been great um, coming off the Scudetto, but Barca have to get through. And then you got Porto, Arsenal, and Arsenal have to get through. I know Porto, proud team, proud league, that Portuguese league. Uh, some good clubs out of there, Porto, Sporting, Benfica, those big clubs in, in Portugal. Uh, but Arsenal has to find themselves into a quarterfinal, possibly a semifinal, to, to have a, a good season in the Champions League, their first appearance in a while. All right, um, let's go to midweek recaps, Carabao Cup quarterfinals, Port Vale and Middlesbrough. Middlesbrough through to the semi 3-0 in Port Vale. And then Everton full and finish 1-1. It was an own goal 
that put Fulham up 1-0 at Goodison, but then Beto leveled it. Fulham win it on pen 7-6. And then you had Chelsea-Newcastle after 90 minutes. It was 1-1. Callum Wilson scored for Newcastle. And then Murdoch had a stoppage time equalizer. They go to pens. Chelsea 4-2. They advance. And then Liverpool and West Ham on Wednesday at Anfield. Liverpool score 5, give up 1. Sobislai with a great uh, outside-the-box goal. Brilliant from the Hungarian captain. Curtis Jones had 1. Gakbo had Liverpool's third. Bowen brought one back for West Ham, but Mo Salah got Liverpool's fourth, and then Curtis Jones a second for his brace to make it 5-1. Liverpool, the semifinal draw, Chelsea, Middlesbrough, and Liverpool, Fulham. They are two-leg semifinals, um, I think, played in second week of January and then the third week of January, I think, there are the two uh, semifinals. So you got Chelsea, Middlesbrough, and Liverpool, Fulham. So either Chelsea or Middlesbrough will be in Wembley, or neither Liverpool and Fulham will be in Wembley for Carabao Cup final. And as we know, if you are a team, if you're a supporter of a team that is in the Carabao Cup, if you lose, it's the Mickey Mouse Cup. If you win it, it's a prestigious trophy in England. <laughs> oh, boy, the banter, mental gymnastics. All right, La Liga midweek. Atletico Getafe finishes 3-3. Atletico blew a 3-1 lead. Savic actually got sent off two yellows inside the first 20 minutes, but it was Atletico who played okay with 10 men. Griezmann had a brace with a Murata goal in between. The second Griezmann goal was a penalty. Barcelona beat Almeria 3-2. Almeria is last in the table, and they gave Barcelona a big game. So Rafinha and Sergio Roberto with a brace. There was a goal scorer for Barcelona. Bundesliga, uh... Bremen, Rebel Leipzig finished 1-1. Openda, the goal scorer for Rebel Leipzig. Dortmund and Mainz finished 1-1. Julian Brandt, the goal scorer for Dortmund. Um, Wolfsburg, Munich. Munich went at 2-1. Musiala and Kane for Munich. Leverkusen, Bochum. Leverkusen went 4-0. A chic hat trick for Xavi Alonso's Leverkusen. Ligun, PSG beat Mets 3-1. Mbappe had a brace. All right. Weekend soccer preview. And it's festive fixture time because I think after Thursday, everybody else shuts it down besides England. So you got Crystal Palace-Brighton, which is an exciting match. Villa-Sheffield United. Villa trying to stay in top four contention. Um, Sheffield United trying to fight out of the bottom. West Ham and Manchester United because, listen, Manchester United got a big result at Anfield. Give them credit. And now West Ham hosts them. Can United answer the bell again? We'll see. I don't think so. Tottenham, Everton. When Tottenham are playing their best 11, I know Madison's out still, and some of their midfielders are out still, but, well, Ben Kerr's out, but he didn't really start the season. It's been uh, Basoma and Sarr, to be fair. Basoma's going to be suspended, though, so they got to put somebody in the midfield, maybe Hoiberg or Skip. Um, but Everton have been playing offensive football under Deitch. They're defending, but going the other way. Calvert-Lewin, uh, Jack Harrison, McNeil, Dracore, Onana. They're all getting goals for the Toffees and Sean Dyche. So I think Everton come to Tottenham to play. I think we get like something like 3-2 Tottenham or 2-2. Like I think it'll be a, a very exciting game. Forrest and Burnmouth. Forrest of uh, sack Steve Cooper, I think it's the wrong decision. I, I think it's a terribly wrong decision. I, I don't. I understand Forrest are upset. I understand the, the owner is upset. Uh, with what's going on. But listen, 
you got to realize who you are. Now, I understand Forest is a great club with big history. I'm not saying that they, they don't belong or anything. That's not what I'm saying at all. My point is, you came up, you fought for survival, you stayed up right again. and So now here you go. Can you stay up again? Can you keep it up? And I think the expectations of some of these owners are just insane. I think they're just insane. So I don't like it. I think he's a good manager. I think he'll find another spot, um, possibly another championship side promoted. But I, I think he does deserve another shot in the prime, to be fair. So uh, Forrest Bournemouth, new manager for Forrest. I, I wonder if they're going to get a nice bounce from that. Bournemouth have been playing tough. Uh, give me a draw there. Luton and Newcastle. Luton without their captain. Um, it, Newcastle have injuries, but you got to go to Kenilworth Road and get three points. I mean, you just have to. I think some teams haven't been able to do that. Uh, can Newcastle do that? We'll see. Fulham and Burnley. Fulham have been scoring a lot of goals until last week. And... Now they take on company side who want to play up and down, even though they don't really have the talent, I think, to play up and down fine. I think Fulham go back to scoring some goals in that one. The big one, Liverpool-Arsenal. At Anfield, this fixture last year, a lot of people point to as the star of the Arsenal bottle where they were up two goals to nail. And then they let Liverpool score. And then Trent Alexander-Arnold megged Zinchenko and crossed it to the back post for the equalizer. A lot of people point to that game for Arsenal where they, they lost the belief to win the title. So now they come back to Anfield ahead in the table after Liverpool couldn't you know stay ahead of the table after the poor performance at home against United. I think it's going to be a really, really interesting game. The matchups, the tactics, uh, I'm I'm looking forward to it. I, I think with Robertson being out for Liverpool, I think it's 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 tough because you got to make a Samikas or Gomez call it left back. Canate and Virgil and, and Alexander-Arnold, the rest of the back line, obviously with Allison. In the middle of the park, you don't have McAllister. Do you, tra do you trust Endo? in a big spot against Arsenal. I think you might have to. So then it's Sobasly and Gravenberg possibly if he gets fit in time or just Curtis Jones. Um, and then up top, does Gakpo get Nunez's spot? Does he get Lucho's spot? Salah obviously playing, we know that. Or is Harvey Elliott in the midfield? I don't know. So, Liverpool have some question marks with their lineup, but they have a, a good team. Arsenal, with Gabriel coming back in with Saliba alongside of him after Timber got hurt. You play either Ben White, um, and then you play uh, Zinchenko on the left. You have midfield options with Rice and Odegaard and Havertz, or you could play a Jorginho um, in that pocket there if you really wanted to and go double pivot with him and Rice. And then Saka, Jesus, and Martinelli. I mean, that's a really good three. Trasar coming off the bench and Ketia coming off the bench. So Arsenal, this is a really, really interesting fixture. 
Um, I'm looking forward to it. It's a gigantic, gigantic contest in the prime. Two really, really good teams. Two really good managers. And hopefully, uh, if he'll be up for it. I'm looking forward to it. City Brentford are postponed with City away for the Club World Cup. And then you got Wolves Chelsea. So that's the start of the festive fixtures. La Liga, uh, Deporto and Real Madrid and Atletico Madrid play Sevilla. And then they're on a break until January 2nd. Syria, Empoli Lazio, Southern Tina, Issa Milan, Frosina, Juventus, uh, Bologna, Atalanta, Inter Lecce, Roma, Napoli. Bundesliga is a break till the 12th. La Liga is a break till the 12th. College basketball, Florida and Michigan. What a game this turned out to be. Michigan, uh, Florida wins it, sorry, 106-101 in double overtime. And then you had Virginia and Memphis. Memphis pulls away from the Cavaliers. So Memphis have some couple of big wins here. Clemson and UVA. So Memphis starting to pile up some wins for their resume. And then this week you got Kentucky and Louisville. You got Arizona FAU, which will be a really, really great game for sure. All right, let's go to the picks portion of the show. We start there with Survivor Pool Locks. Thirty-three and twelve on the season survival locks. Uh, we're breaking a couple rules here. I tried to think about maybe you have these teams. You probably you don't, but I don't know. I just want to give you a winner, so I want to have a good record. I'm sorry. So pick number one, and this is more about hopefully Buffalo is not in a letdown spot, but we'll take Buffalo on the road in LA, taking on the Chargers. Um, Chargers with stick, not good. I know they got the new coach in the interim, so maybe they play for him, maybe they rally for him. I just don't see that happening. Buffalo needs the game bad. Buffalo needs to win out. I'm not asking them to cover the double digits. They just got to win. Give me Buffalo pick number one. Pick number two and pick number three were breaking rules. And I wasn't sure about these two, but we're going to let them fly anyway. Kansas City at home against Vegas. I know Kansas City is great on the road in division, but they're pretty good at home in division as well. So Crosby could be a game wrecker for the Raiders, but I think Reed will come up with enough play design to keep it away from Max Crosby and have Max Crosby win the game for the Raiders. Give me the Chiefs pick number two, and then pick number three. Eagles losing streak has to end at some point. And I think at home against the Giants, Christmas Day, find a way to win a football game. You know, get right. Just find a way to win a football game. So, Philly against the New York Football Giants, pick number three. So, sorry, Pulaks, 33-12 on the season. Buffalo at LA. Chargers is pick number one. Pick number two, Kansas City at home against the Vegas Raiders. And pick number three, the Philadelphia Eagles at home against the G-Men. Those two games on Christmas Day. Survivor Pulaks for week 16. All right. Now we go to the second part of the picks segment, which is... The pick six, the FFF SOSS pick six for week 16. Only a few of these left now. In the National Football League, the league where they play. Pepe. 
49-38-3 on the season. Not a bad record. Try to finish it out. That's what we will try to do, folks. And we're going to do something historic. I teased it at the beginning of the show. I've never done this before. Sure, there have been weeks where I picked, you know, just sides. Maybe there are some weeks where I pick totals and mix it up with overrunners. But I don't think there's ever been a week where I've taken six unders. That's right. Six unders for this pick six in week 16. So we start with Thursday night. Saints Rams under 47. We've had a couple Thursday nights get away from us early. I don't think this one does. I think the number is back to a normal number. We're not in like the low 30s anymore on a Thursday night. I think they've corrected too much. It's too high. The number is too high. Pick number one, Saints, Rams, under 47 on Thursday night. Saturday afternoon and Saturday evening, we'll take both games. Saturday afternoon, Cincinnati, Pittsburgh, under 38. I don't know how these teams are scoring. I like Browning. I think he's got a good story, but the Steeler defense can play. Watt's going to be all over him. And then if Mitch plays, Hubbard and Hendrickson and that crew is going to be all over him. So I think both defenses come to play. I think Cincinnati-Pittsburgh goes under 38. Again, this one's in the 30s for a reason. They want action both ways. This game goes under. Cincinnati-Pittsburgh is pick number two. Under 38. Pick number two. Pick number three, let's go to Saturday night. Buffalo, LA Chargers, under 44. I don't know how the Chargers score. I think their defense has to respond from the Raider game. In some sense, they have to respond. They have to play a little bit better than what they did on that Thursday night in Vegas. And I think Buffalo doesn't have to run up the score, knowing that as well. They just got to get a win. So we took Thursday night, we took Saturday afternoon, we'll take Saturday night under Buffalo and the LA Chargers under 44. Go to Sunday. Washington and the New York Football Jets under 38. How are you gonna get to this total? I have no idea. Trevor Simeon, and it's probably Sam Howell, that's fine. He's thrown the ball for a ton of yards and he's thrown a bunch of picks. Not a lot of touchdowns. Maybe he gets some weather. In MetLife, you get a swirling win. The passing game is tough. Both defenses play tough against the run. Commanders, Jets, under 38. Pick number four. And then pick number five and six. We'll go to Sunday night, Monday night, folks. Sunday night. New England, Denver, under 35. This is low. It's low for a reason. Another game, I don't know how they're going to score points. The Patriot offense is abysmal. The defense can play a little bit. The Denver offense doesn't scare me at all. And defensively, they've actually put together some good games. Even though they gave up 70 against the Dolphins early in the season, they've settled in a little bit more. So pick number five, Pats Broncos. Under 35. 
Pick number six. Monday night. Christmas night. One more present from Santa and under. Baltimore, San Francisco under 47. I think this game is just going to be a tough, tight, low scoring. Run the clock because the, both teams are running the football. Um, there will be some scoring, but I don't think it gets out of hand. I could see it. Uh, 20 to 14. That's a win. Some along those lines. So me Baltimore, San Francisco, under 47. Pick number six. Six unders for this week 16, folks. Pick number one, Thursday night. Saints, Rams. I think Thursday night calms down a little bit. They go under 47. Saturday, I'll give you both games. Cincinnati, Pittsburgh, under 30 in the afternoon. And the nightcap, Bills, Chargers, under 44. Go to Sunday. Commies, Jets, under 38 at the Meadowlands. Sunday night, Pats, Broncos, under 35 in Mile High. And then Monday night, Merry Christmas, Baltimore, San Francisco, under 47. Saints Rams, under 47. Bengals Steelers, under 38. Bills Chargers, under 44. Commanders Jets, under 38. Pats, Broncos, under 35. Ravens, Niners, under 47. The FFF SOSS pick six for week 16. Merry Christmas, everybody. Six unders. Let's sweat, baby. The pick six in the National Football League. Everybody have a happy, healthy holiday season. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays out there. We will talk to you on Boxing Day ahead of more festive fixtures in the EPL. So plenty of footy to talk about and a lot of big NFL games to break down. That's for sure from now until the end of the regular season. And, of course, we go crazy in depth in the postseason, as you know. So plenty of football, either American in the NFL or across the pond in EPL. A lot to talk about this holiday season. Everybody have a great, happy, healthy, Merry Christmas, and I will talk to you after the holiday. Until then, peace. Ho, ho, ho. Sometimes other sports show. That's the name of it? Guys, check out his podcast. That sounds like my kind of podcast. Football, 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 and sometimes other sports show. Sounds like me.